The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank, recognising Australian teachers and school leaders in the 2020 Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards. Find the full list of winners at teachingawards.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 1st of April. In your Squiz today, cruise ships and containing COVID-19. Data shows young people are the biggest corona carriers. Voluntary assisted dying laws progress in Queensland. And Bluey takes home an Emmy. This is your Squiz today. As Australia's COVID-19 death toll reaches 19, states and territories continue to grapple with containing new cases, Claire. Returning passengers from cruise ships are a huge factor here. Health authorities say that the Ruby Princess cruise ship, the one that was allowed to dock in Sydney and have passengers disembark and continue home without any enforced isolation, accounts for nearly 10% of Australian cases. That's a pretty significant number. And the problems with cruise ships are back in the news again because Tasmania recorded its second death yesterday was another passenger from the Ruby Princess, which means that a quarter of those who have died in Australia have come from cruise ships. It's been a big issue for New South Wales to deal with, and yesterday Police Commissioner Mick Fuller said that he had instructed the six ships that are off the coast of New South Wales to leave. As well in Western Australia, uh, the Premier Mark McGowan there has outlined what a nightmare it has been to deal with cruise ships there and of the 12 coronavirus patients that are in intensive care units in Perth, nine have come off a cruise ship. Let's dive a little into the numbers now, Claire. Health Minister Greg Hunt says we're seeing a very slight flattening of the curve. We've gone from a 25 to 30% daily increase down to around a 9% daily increase, so still increasing but at a slower rate. This is apparently the social distancing measures coming into effect. He also then announced a government deal with private hospitals that will free up beds, Claire. It's a $1.3 billion deal and it sees our 657 private hospitals around the country make their beds available. Of course, as we go into winter, there's all sorts of other health conditions and normal life happening, which means that having more beds available is really important. In exchange, the government's going to ensure their financial security. It's something that really is a question for private hospitals since their elective surgeries have been cancelled, which is how they make their money. While we're on stats, it's young people aged 25 to 29 that have the most confirmed cases in Australia. They're the travellers and the party people. Uh, Also followed then the next cohort that's the biggest group are people aged 60 to 65 and they're the people that are coming off cruise ships. Looking overseas now, the death toll continues to rise in Spain. They're second behind Italy now with more than 8,000 deaths. The US has the third highest death toll and it's New York that's the real epicentre there. Their governor, Andrew Como, says that the death toll rising past 1,000 in the New York state really is staggering. They have 38,000 cases there, also setting up a hospital in Central Park, so they're really struggling with the strain. And Claire, as coronavirus brings most countries to an absolute halt, some leaders are taking the opportunity to consolidate unprecedented levels of power. 
The Prime Minister of Hungary is one example. He now has special powers to step parliament, suspend existing laws and lock up his opponents and critical media, all in the name of dealing with the coronavirus. He was already on the nose with human rights activists around the world, uh, concerned about the sort of controls that he has in his country and certainly he's taken the opportunity to take things a step further. There's plenty of other concerns about plenty of other places around the world as well with leaders looking to consolidate power. And interesting to see two reports yesterday starting to pop up of questions about increased police power here in Australia. In a slightly less extreme bit of control is being exercised in Japan. They're just asking citizens to avoid karaoke bars. We need a series. I think you know things are bad when. (laughs) You know things are bad when Japan looks at shutting down karaoke bars. No alcohol in Singapore, no karaoke in Japan, no Bondi in Australia. I think we could do it. Back home now, Claire, voluntary euthanasia is on the way to being legalised in Queensland. The Parliament's Health Committee has given the laws a green light after a year-long review. Under the proposal, people aged over 18 would be able to access the program in much the same way that happens in Victoria, uh, particularly looking at people who have advanced and progressive terminal illnesses or if there's a neurodegenerative disorder. It's a long way to go still for that to become a reality in Queensland. With their parliament suspended for six months due to the coronavirus outbreak, not a lot is going to move forward in the near term anyway. Victoria and Western Australia are the other two states who have legalised voluntary assisted dying laws. Australian biosecurity officials, as well as Australian farmers, are concerned about an outbreak of African swine fever in Papua New Guinea, Clare. Just to be clear, this isn't swine flu, but it could threaten our $5.3 billion pork industry. Yeah, so it's not something that transmits to humans and it doesn't even affect pork meat, but it can devastate pig populations. And that's why our industry has been working really hard for quite some months to make sure that our pig population stay safe. This put China into a bit of a spin late last year and in fact they had to access their pork reserves which was a big deal in China. It's something that our uh, industry is very concerned about particularly if there's an outbreak just to the north of us but they're also uh, a bit heartened that the coronavirus border closures means that we're a little bit more protected than we otherwise would be. Over in Britain, Claire, scientists are looking to a big old chunk of ice to get insights into history. Tell us about this one. It's an interesting one because the uh, ice cores are able to tell stories about what's happened. There's a 72 metre long ice core that's come from a glacier in the Swiss Italian Alps. And they've looked back as far as what they think is 1170. The ice captures chemical compositions from the air from times gone past. And what they could see was the up and down of what was happening in lead production in Britain during that time. So what happened was that Henry II had to make good with the church, which meant that he built lots of churches uh, across Britain and that required a lot of lead production. So, yeah, you can tell stories from the ice even today from all that way back. There you go. That's one for the history buffs this morning. Head to the Squiz Today email if you want to read more about that. And finally, kids' TV show Bluey, which is a huge hit in the eyes of kids everywhere, has something like more than 100 million views. Overnight, it took home an Emmy Award. Go Bluey. 
Bluey has won the preschool section of the International Emmy Kids Awards, beating out entries from Germany, Chile and also China. It's an amazing achievement for that Brisbane-based show that really features that city and the Blue Healer uh, pup and her family. Just an incredible effort from that team and something they should all be very proud of. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Bluey, a recent Bluey guest stars comedian Hamish Blake. He's been spending his isolation time accepting invites to pop into random Zoom video calls. It's pretty funny. You can head to the Squiz Today email to see what he's been up to. Claire, what's the subject line today? Subject line today, well, you can take it either from Shirley Bassey or from Kath and Kim. The iconic lyric, uh, there's always a joker in the pack. It's April Fool's Day, everyone. Oh, of course. <laughs> not that we're going to be able to oh. um, play many jokes today. It's not really no. the mood for it. But um, <laughs> even Google has said that it's not going to try and execute one of its famous April Fool's Day jokes. So, yeah, just a reminder, it's another one of those things that we'll pass by today. I wonder, though, if Google's just lulling us into a false sense of security. Yeah, we'll We need see. entertainment more than ever. Yeah, we'll see. See, I guess. Well, stay vigilant out there for April Fool's pranks in your lounge room and your housemates and children. Have a good day and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.